Hey everyone, Chris here from Daft Picks. Season 3 will be dropping soon, and we can't wait for y'all to hear what we have in store. But first, we have a little preseason project to get through. Over the next two weeks, you'll hear interviews featuring Parker and myself talking about the show, how we got into hockey, and so much more. Please enjoy the following interviews, which have been pre-recorded, and we'll see you back here for Season 3 in September. From all of us at Daft Picks Productions, thank you for listening, and as always, enjoy the show. All right, Parker. So as you know, we'll be doing this interview style. It's going to be a little bit different than normal, but uh, this will get a chance for everyone to get to know us. And we're going to start with uh, some questions, okay? So first of all, uh, what got you started in hockey? I was uh, surrounded by it a little bit because uh, four of my cousins play hockey. So I was always sort of exposed to like the Pittsburgh Penguins, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. I remember I went to the uh, uh, Des Bonvies last game. That was the first hockey game that I ever went to. And uh, from there, I started following the Tampa Bay Lightning just because I, in my house, always grew up around Florida teams, Florida Gators, Miami Dolphins, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, l- let's see if they're, if they're good or not. And I got kind of lucky. I remember my uh, first season uh, watching hockey. That was when uh, I used to... Uh, well, I'm still talking to you and Walter and all of them about trying to figure out what hockey actually is. I do remember vividly explaining to you at a game what the penalties were on a little like uh, program that was something. It, it took me a while to figure out what icing was. Sometimes I still struggle with offsides a little bit too. It's uh, I, I enjoy it. It's definitely a very interesting sport to watch, and I find it a lot more engaging than other ones. All right. Well, you said you're a Lightning fan. I think we've prefaced that before. But what is maybe your most memorable moment with the Lightning or anything for uh, that matter? Well, my most memorable moment is probably uh, my first year watching the Lightning. It was when they made the Stanley Cup final against the Chicago Blackhawks and lost in six games. But it was kind of uh, it was sort of awe-inspiring to me a little bit. Just, uh, just this kind of journey that no one really expected Tampa to really do. Because uh, everyone was thinking, ooh, the New York Rangers won the President's Trophy. <laughs> That's how you know this was a while ago. And, uh, you know, that whole thing with Marty St. Louis and all that was just, it, it was just an interesting ride. And it's just something that I'm not going to forget, and especially considering that was my first uh, year watching a whole season of hockey. Okay, well, considering you are a Lightning fan um, and playing into your most memorable moment, do you have a favorite player? I mean, I know you're a sort of a newer fan. You probably don't remember Ruslan Fedotenko or any of you guys like that. Or- I mean, I recognize those names. My favorite player, uh, wait, is it current player or any player? Whoever. Uh, well, my favorite player is probably Mario San Luis. He's my uh, phone wallpaper. But as for current players, I would probably have to say uh, Tyler Johnson. I know that's kind of a little bit of a shocking pick but again that playoff push that that first year I watched I just saw Tyler Johnson just light it up that postseason just looking like the best player on the ice and granted he even though he's still not quite at that level anymore it's he's still I think a very solid player that you know anyone could be a fan of just a good guy undrafted player undersized much like Marty San Louis and you know puts up points so going back a little bit you know, as you know, the Lightning did win in 2003-2004. Um, can you name 
any of the f- four of the five leading scorers in the playoffs for either the Lightning or the Flames. Uh, I can't name any from the Flames, but for the Lightning, I would have to say I know for sure Brad Richards. He won the MVP in the playoffs that year. I remember that because my dad used to be in love with Brad Richards. Uh, then uh, Mari San Louis. Then the next two, I would probably have to say I feel like they were uh, LeCavalier, Andre Chuck, and uh, Dan Boyle, and maybe Fedotenko. So. If we're going combined, which is sort of what we were looking for, the combined, you did have two. You got Brad Richards and you got San Luis, but can you, you can't name any of the Flames. Uh, Jerome McGinley. Oh, my God. He was number three. Uh, Freddie Modine. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Uh, he, was, he was the defenseman, I believe, right? Actually, I don't remember. I know the name, but he's got that name value. But mm-hmm. And the, the fifth leading score was uh, Craig Conroy, which not a lot of people would know. He's sort of an obscure player, a couple-season wonder. Craig Conroy. He, he did okay. I, I feel like he's a player that a lot of people knew when they were actively watching in that era, but for like a casual fan, they would have no idea. He's, he's got some name recognition, not a lot, but I, I respect the attempt. Um, moving a little bit more into the NHL itself, so have you read the CBA? Uh, not really, but the only thing I know about the CBA is that there was a lockout the year after Tampa won the Cup, and then there was another lockout in 2012-13 that I, cut the season in half. Yeah, I think it was right around there. Um, well, as you know, the current CBA will expire after the 2021-2022 season, uh, but what a lot of people don't know is there's an opt-out clause coming very soon. This year, on September 1st, the NHL can opt to the expiry of the contract and on September 15th the NHL Players Association can opt out if either of those things occur it'll expire next year on 9-15 which means we could be looking at a lockout so do you think that the NHL and the PA will come to an agreement or are we going to have another lockout we've had two already I don't think the league has really changed much since then like management wise so I feel like there's definitely going to be another lockout. There's a huge discrepancy between uh, the players and uh, the management of the NHL. As you know, the big discrepancy was with the escrow being taken out of player contracts. How do you feel about that? Do you think the players are in the right here asking for what they are being paid? Or do you think the NHL is right to take out the money considering they make quite a bit from sponsorships, deals, etc.? I feel like the players should be making a lot more money than they are currently. I mean, they. It, this is a professional league, and the amount of work that gets put into it by the players is absurd. And I, I feel like they should be making uh, a lot more than they are right now. I mean, if you look at uh, basketball or football, they make. Uh, like, or, I'm sorry. Let, let's use uh, Connor McDavid as example. He makes. Uh, what is it, 14 million a year? Mm, roughly. 14 million a year, and he's the best player in the NHL. Uh, in the NBA, a bench player is making 15 mil. Yep. In football, uh, a number two wide receiver is making 15 mil. All good points. I mean, come on. The NHL is able to afford the play- to pay the players more. I think they should. Now, saying that, how do you feel about the hard cap? Do you think that the NHL should implement something like they previously had, which is no cap, similar to the MLB? Or do you think that they should implement a soft cap, sort of like the NBA and NFL? I would rather a soft cap. 
I don't like eliminating the cap entirely because that could sort of lead to team stacking. Teams are already kind of loaded the way it is, and the whole reason for the cap is to promote uh, parity within the league. That's, that's fair enough. Um, now, a lot of people tend to boo when the commissioner, Gary Bettman, gets on stage. How do you feel about Gary Bettman? Do you think he's done a good job in his tenure? And do you think he's worthy of his Hall of Fame spot? I'll be honest. I don't know too much about Bettman to see if he has done a good job or not. I don't know what exactly qualifies a good commissioner from a bad commissioner. I would say he's average. I know, I know a lot of people dislike him, but a lot of commissioners across the major leagues are almost universally hated besides the guy in the NBA. That's fairly So, true. I mean, I feel like it's just sort of a thing that people complain about the commissioner when things aren't, like, they aren't promoting the game the way that they think it should be. Even if the league's still afloat and the league's still making money. I mean, that's kind of what it is at the end of the day. The league making money and they're making money. That is true. They are more profitable now than when, say, one of the most legendary commissioners, Clarence Campbell, left office. Gary Bettman's done a good job financially, maybe not so much on the social aspect, but we're making progress, I think. Um, how do you feel? I, I don't know if you know this. Uh, Russ Conway, who was a reporter in the 70s, you know the name? Rings a bell. He just recently passed, and he was the writer who broke the Alan Eagleson story. If you don't know who Alan Eagleson is, he was essentially a two-face who played for the union and who played for the NHL players. He was famously quoted as telling players not to post what their salaries are so that they basically so that they wouldn't get screwed over by the union. And he was telling the union the same things. He was playing both sides. Famously, he screwed over Bobby Orr. The Bruins actually offered Bobby Orr 14 or 10% stake in the Boston Bruins, along with his contract. He failed to tell Bobby Orr any of this, and then Bobby Orr ended up with the Blackhawks. Um, obviously, Russ Conway is a very important reporter. Now that you, I don't know if this is the first time you're hearing the story, but what does that make you think? How far we've come with the union and the NHLPA? It seems like we've come a long way. I mean, I don't really hear about... Uh players getting offered stakes with teams anymore at this point until after like they're retired because I, I know there's uh Lemieux with the Penguins I, I don't really know how to answer because I don't really know that much about unions or any of that it was sort of a just a question to drop in there and sort of respect to the time but I thought it'd be a little interesting you know see what you thought yeah on a little bit of a lighter note moving on um you could make a line using any players past present uh, you do need to have three forwards, two defensemen, and one goalie. Any players, and I'll give you a little bit of time to think. But it doesn't have to be just from the Lightning. It could be from any team, any period. All right, I have to say uh, Gretzky, Lemieux, Hull. Uh, for defense, I would say... Oh, jeez. His names escaped me at the moment, but Red Wings... Defenseman. Uh, Nick Lindstrom. Uh, Lindstrom. And uh, Ray Bork. I was surprised Bobby Orr didn't make it in there. Bob. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Paul Coffey. I, I can't really name defenseman off the top of my head, to be honest. I'm sorry. Potvin. <laughs> How about goalies? Hasek. Okay. That's, that's fair enough. I, I, wanted, I wanted to go with that one goalie in the 50s. With the, like the wooden mask and stuff for the Canadians, but I couldn't remember his name. Uh, Gary Cheevers, Jacques Plant. I, I think that guy. Jacques Plant. John Plant. I think. Mm -hmm. There's there's quite a few goalies you could pick. 
Okay, I, re- I respect the Hasek pick. I mean, I mean, it's it's a little it's a little hard off the top of my head. Like if I had a listener from me, I could just easily do a thing. But now we know we couldn't avoid this topic entirely, even though we are doing something different. Um, do you think Mitch Marner will be a Maple Leaf by training camp? Not by training camp. Do you think Mitch Marner will be a Maple Leaf by start of the season? Nope. Do you think Mitch Marner will play in Zurich like his agent just said he's talking to? What do you mean playing Zurich? Like they are in discussion with Zurich, the ZSC Lions, to play, which is the team that Austin Matthews played for before he became an initial player, to play, sort of train away from the team. So it wouldn't be a full contract per se. They'd give him a contract, and if he signed to the Leafs, he'd be able to go back. But it's just sort of stay in shape, continue to play with players. Yeah, sort of. I think yeah, I think this is the Nylander situation all over again, except with more money this time. For sure. Okay. Um, a little bit. Going overseas now with hockey, uh, I know you don't watch a ton of other leagues, so we're not going to get into that. But you know Yermer Yager. Uh-huh. He's, what is he, 46 now, 47? Is he 47 already? He's, he's getting up there. Oh. Uh, as you may or may not know, he does still play a couple games a year with the team he owns. He still does his workout. What do you think about Yermer Yager's workout of going to the gym at 1 a.m. and training till 3, skating around with, with weight bags, and having to pay the, uh, basically the guards to let him in early. Do you think he's nuts? <laughs> no. I mean, there's a reason he's going to the gym at 1 in the morning, because no one else is going to be there. So that's why he could sort of get away with doing all these crazy workouts and stuff. And granted, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, hey, he's 47, he's keeping in shape, he's keeping his body as young as he possibly could against Father Time. Uh, when he's in his 80s, he's going to still look like he's in his 60s. Okay. I mean, he's keeping himself in a good, healthy lifestyle, and I respect it. And that's why he's been able to play as long as he has. Okay. Recently, uh, ESPN named Sidney Crosby the player of the decade. Uh, if you got a vote, who would you name the player of the decade? Uh, are we talking the 2010s or the, I th- or the I 2000s? I think they're saying from, like, t- 2010 to 2020, essentially. Yeah. I'll have to go with Crosby. Because okay. McDavid didn't hit the scene until 2016, <laughs> 16, 2015. 15? Yeah. I don't feel with Crosby simply because he's been playing. He's been able to play the whole decade while uh, uh, McDavid's only done like a third. Fair. So. A lot of people talk about if they could take players from another era and put them in this era or vice versa. Is there any player now that you'd like to see in the past or any player in the past you'd like to see now? I, w- I would like to see Alex Ovechkin in the past on the uh, Oilers with Gretzky. I feel like we would see like a 200-goal season or something like that. Okay. I, I respect that answer. It's, it's a good one. I know you're, uh, you're getting into the drafts. You're starting to follow them. Um, who, in your opinion, if you have one, is the biggest draft bust of all time? <laughs> um, oh, that's a... I need, I need to think here. It could I, also I, be I, I don't know. Memory. I don't know if this would be of all time, but uh, uh, Neil Yakupov, I have to say. I mean, just, I mean, just because uh, first overall pick and... Didn't play like a first overall pick. I mean, like, that sort of has, like, a pedigree to it that you have to live up to. All the past first overall picks have been playing, I mean, with the exception of uh, Heischer. I mean, who's still a great player in his own right. It's just you have to play at a certain level 
with that kind of draft pick, and he played like a third liner. And he's not even in the league anymore, so I mean, that should tell you everything. That's fair enough. He's definitely up there with players like Alex Dagg and Pat Falloon. Um, now, a little bit off topic, I want to give you some quick fire questions and see if you can answer them. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Who has the most Stanley Cups in the NHL? Canadians. Ooh, okay. That's they have 24, I think. I think it's like, yeah, 24 or 25. You are correct. Can you name the last five first overall picks? Oh, man. Um, okay, uh, Hughes. Heesher. Matthews. McDavid. And Ekblad? I do believe you are correct. I will verify. It was indeed Aaron Ekblad. So you went five for five. I'm very <sighs> proud of you. <laughs> uh, not bad for four hours of sleep. Uh, I have one more quick fire question for you. Let's see if you can get this one. Could you name 10 NHL general managers? I'm going to give you a team, <laughs> and I would like you to answer. Okay? Oh, man. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Julian Brisembois. Uh, I butchered that name. Points yeah. off for the pronunciation. Uh, fair play. Uh, Red Wing Steve Heiserman. I think I said I was going to give you the teams, but okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> the uh, Penguins Jim Rutherford. Okay. So I'm, so I'm you're three. You're at three. I'm at three. Uh, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they just hired him. Yeah, I know. They just hired a new one. Uh, and he was from the Penguins. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's Bill Guerin. You get three strikes. Bill Garrett, okay. Can you name the Dallas Stars GM? Jim Nell? I believe that is correct. Okay. Can you name the Seattle team's GM? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Give you a hand, he played and was the manager of the Hurricanes. Yeah, that doesn't help me. It's uh, Ron Francis, so you're at two strikes. Okay. Can you name the Devils? Ray Shiro. Okay. So he, he's my GM of the year pick, by the way. The Arizona Coyotes. Dave Tippett? Okay. No, that's the coach. <laughs> not, not even the coach. <laughs> and it's uh, John Shaka, so you failed at seven. It was a good attempt. Uh, moving a little bit more into the sport of hockey, a little bit off the quick fire questions. Um, who is... Prefacing this, um, who is your current favorite player aside from Tyler Johnson, and who is your favorite pass player? So you actually, we'll say Tyler Johnson now, right? Right. Who is your favorite pass player? So before the two thousands, I could say Lecavalier because that was ninety eight, but nah, uh, Yager. Okay. Now, everybody's got an opinion on this. What is your favorite hockey movie? I forget the name of it, but it's about. Uh, if you say it, it's about ducks, I'm going to be really upset. No, 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 no. It's about Enforcer. Goon? Yeah. Yes, I love Goon. <laughs> okay. Bridging off of that, do you think there's still a place in hockey for fighting? Yeah. It's a natural part of the sport. I mean, emotions run high. I actually think it's a bit more, uh, I was about to say therapeutic. What the heck? It's, it's more, it, it, I think it's healthier for them to fight on the ice than to just not do anything because then that can manifest somewhere else like all the, all those emotions so 
I, I think there's a place for it. Granted, it is sort of going down a little bit, but there's still uh, teams that prioritize being very physical. And if your team's not physical and you're getting beaten around all the time, there's not really anything else you could do other than just fight back. Okay, that's fair. Um, do you have a favorite jersey? Could be past, present. Uh, could even be a team that's not in the NHL. A lot of people have favorite collegiate jerseys. Do you have a favorite team jersey? I would have to say Steven Stamkos jersey, simply because... Or wait, no, we're we talking about player jerseys or we're we talking about just jerseys we in general? We were more so going for team jerseys. Oh. Not really Oh, player jerseys. My bad. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I kind of like the old school uh, Ottawa jerseys. Okay. But <clears throat> the stripes. I, I, I don't really have a favorite. Okay. Um, we're going to sort of wrap it soon on the interview, but... I have a little quick fire game now to play. Are you ready? Yeah. So you've watched hockey for six years? Five. Okay. You've probably heard a good amount of slang thrown around, right? Mm-hmm. You already know what a goon is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw you um, a couple words, and I want to see if you can get the uh, general answer. We'll see how much of a beauty you are. Okay? So, Parker, what is an apple? That's a cyst. Okay. What is a biscuit? Isn't that like a saucer pass? That would be the puck. <laughs> oh, jeez. What is a bucket of lettuce? I don't know. That'd be some uh, luscious helmet hair. What is, or what are, chiclets? Nope. That would be your teeth. You're doing great, by the way. Yeah, I know. When I say dangle snipe Sally boys, what am I really saying? Pavel Datsuk? You know what? I'll, <laughs> I'll give you points for it. I'll give you a couple more. If I give you a face wash, what am I doing? Gatorade. It's uh, really instigating a fight with your glove. Oh. But if I call you a flamingo or a pigeon, what am I saying? I'm saying that you're uh, sort of trying to get out of the way of the puck you're pulling your leg up standing like a flamingo or if you're a pigeon you're just uh, picking up the trash give you three more I think I know you can get this if I say that Parker you're a hoser and you just got cronwalled what am I saying <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm saying you're a pretty bad player <laughs> And I'm saying that you just got crushed by a big... Well, yeah, I know what a cron wall is. You got two more. Right now, you got a nice beard growing, right? You're sporting some nice lip lettuce. What am I saying? Playoffs? (laughs) Lip lettuce is a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll give you two more. If I go, yeah, that plumber, he just went top shelf on that sieve that's in net. And he's rubbing his sweater. What am I saying? Celebration after going top shelf? <laughs> Close. I'm saying that maybe they're not the best player on the team, but a guy who's going to put in the dirty work just scored a beauty of a goal, top shelf on a goalie who's not very good, and he's rubbing his jersey. All right, one more. They say that the H in hockey stands for hitting. But what does the H in hockey mean to you? What? 
<laughs> That's a good enough answer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Parker, I'm glad that we can get in depth with you today. Is there anything you want to say about this upcoming season? Any thoughts or ideas? Or the lockout? I mean, I hope we have a pretty good season before the lockout inevitably happens. It's going to be a very interesting one, especially with a lot of the free agent moves. We're going to see teams that are going to be in the playoffs that we wouldn't really expect to see in the playoffs. We're going to see teams that have been in the playoffs that are going to go a lot further than we would have expected them to. And I think it's going to be a very exciting season to keep an eye out on. Okay. Well, that was a very good interview. I'm glad that we can get behind the scenes with our producer. Uh, We're calling this little segment Behind the Picks. We'll be back next week with the interview from you to me. And until then, thank you for listening and enjoy the show.